0: Thank you for joining us for Being a Parent is Hard. I'm Beth Feldman. I'm a clinical psychologist and a relational psychoanalyst. And I am Jen Raddis. I am also a
1: clinical psychologist with a cognitive behavioral approach.
0: Welcome to our office. Let's talk about the all-important topic of discipline today. You know, discipline is so important because not only does it help us make our homes run in a saner, more manageable way. Correct. But it's how kids learn what's right and what's wrong. Yes. It's how we encourage their moral development. Yes. It's how we teach them impulse control, frustration tolerance, judgment. Yes, But how we discipline is so incredibly important. There are
1: a lot of different ways to discipline. Some of them are effective, some of them less so but you touched on what I think is really a key theme for today, which is that discipline has a purpose. Discipline is a teaching tool, right? And there are a lot of different ways from a behavioral approach to think about discipline that really focuses on what do we want to
0: teach our children and what what can they learn from the ways we discipline them. Now, you and I are talking about this like we are sane reasonable people of course which we are but all of us lose our tempers all of us of course. scream all of us say you're grounded for life and things like <laughs> yes. that yes so we want to differentiate these momentary explosions from yes. actual discipline Right.
1: Right. This is about deciding what role you want discipline to take um, in your family, in your, in your home, and being able to use it in that kind of thoughtful, considerate way and not in the out of anger, in the moment, haphazard, you're grounded for life kind of way that we have all
0: done. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about um, a father and son that I saw recently. And the son is, I think he's like 10, and he's playing baseball, and he struck out, and he threw his bat, and he cursed, you know. So when they get home, the father's yelling at him about his behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, you're you're a bad sport, and it's because you're not practicing, and he's just kind of screaming at the kid. Yes. And we talked, and eventually I sent the kid out of the room, and I asked the dad what he was trying to accomplish. Right. And he told me, and it was very reasonable. He wanted his son to learn to be a good sport, and he wanted him to understand that if he practiced, he would perform better, et cetera. And what I said to him is, listen, you mean well, and your thought process Mm -hmm. is a Mm -hmm. a fine one. But when you yell, all Kevin can think about is that his father's an asshole. Yes, yes. He doesn't think about his behavior, he thinks about your behavior. Exactly, exactly. And if you discipline in a more productive way, he won't be able to escape thinking about his behavior. That's right. So we really talked about when you yell, kids can't hear you. That's right. They can't. And it also hurts their feelings or makes them angry. Yes. But it doesn't leave them in a calm way that they can process what's going on.
1: No, very often it mimics what we are trying, the point we're trying to make in the first place, right? If... Our teenager has an escalated overreaction to something, and then we, we discipline with an escalated overreaction. All we're doing is kind of keeping that emotional level very high, and nobody is hearing the message
0: in there. Right. So I know myself, I have said like, okay, you're not grounded for life. Yes. <laughs> and, and I shouldn't have screamed like I screamed. Yes. Let's sit down and talk about it because there's definitely a consequence coming your way. Yes. it just isn't yes. being grounded for life, right? And it's that it's that
1: same sentence that I think keeps coming up here, um, because it comes up in our office all the time about let me think about this, mm-hmm. let me think about what what the consequence should be and and how I want to handle this situation. And I, I think that that's really. I think that that's really important. Um, you know, I'm 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 thinking about. I think discipline. It comes up so often with our with our teenagers, and so and and sometimes they because they react so big, right? The emotions of adolescence are so big. Sometimes they don't give us that kind of room to react, and we can we kind of get into that conflict. So, I had I had a teenage boy in my office last week, and his room was a mess, an absolute mess. You know, there were clothes on the floor and clothes on the chair. And I think he was sleeping under a pile of wet towels and there were, you know, cups and, you know, dishes and there were wrappers under the bed. And mom was absolutely beside herself. And she had been repeatedly asking him, clean your room. You know, it starts very nicely. Uh Please clean (laughs) your room. Pick up the big chunks. (laughs) Right. Could you please hang up your towel? Could you please bring your food downstairs? Um, And then it became, you know, yelling. I told you to clean up your room. Why aren't you cleaning up your room? And then comes the discipline. You know, if you don't clean up your room, you are not going out with friends, right? If you don't clean up your room, you are not able to do this. And we sat together and we talked about it. And, And yes, this adolescent was very clearly not cleaning up his room. But what came out of it was that he was completely overwhelmed by cleaning up his room that he did not even know where to start. It had accumulated to the point that he couldn't really, didn't have the organizational strategies to figure out where to start. And so we broke the task down into kind of a step-by-step. This is what you do first. This is where your towels go. This is where your clean laundry goes. Here's a space for your dirty laundry. And sort of building that kind of help and routine And being able to talk it through sort of allowed discipline to take a little bit of a backseat. So it became like the second step of a two-step approach that we've talked about before, this idea that first, let's make sure you can do the task I'm asking you to do. And how can I help you achieve that task? And once you can do that task, then if you don't follow through, we can use a simple discipline technique. You can't go out until your room
0: is cleaned. But that has to come after, right? So it's after... You're sure that your child knows how to do it. The other connected piece is maybe there's something about a task that's making the kid anxious. That's a good point. And so then you want to understand that and give them tools to manage that anxiety. Yes. Not a pass from the behavior because it makes them anxious. Right. But some tools to manage it. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah discipline has a lot of different pieces right and as so i think today we can we are we're talking about sort of ways to use discipline in an effective teaching tool and i think it's probably going to lead us to other podcast ideas because we often go to discipline when there are other things going on like anxiety or difficulty organizing or
0: problems with time management or self-regulation absolutely you know the other thing that discipline is connected to is our values yes Right. And sometimes it's, it's, should we be disciplining? Right. Not what should the discipline be, but mm-hmm. is this something particularly with teenagers that as a parent, I should be stepping in and mm-hmm. setting limits on and disciplining. And I suggest to parents, you know, my answer to that is different than yours. Yes. And it's different than the person in the next office is because yes. it has to do with your own value system. So I have a wonderful story about, a a mom that i've been working with and her daughter um was going to host for halloween they were going to have she's going to have her friend group over mm-hmm. to get together and um put on their costumes yep. and celebrate before they went out trick or treating and she told her mom that she was inviting everybody but dina oh. because the queen bee said dina's been annoying lately so nobody was talking to dina um, Dina wasn't being put on the emails or the yeah. texts. She wasn't being included. Yep. And her mom said, "But you've been friends with Dina since kindergarten, right?" She's like, "Yeah, but she's annoying now." Oh, yes. So, you know, her mom really thought about it and said, "Like that's not okay with me. You cannot have everybody over if you're her. not including Dina." So the daughter kind of took a minute, yeah, and said, "Okay." And you know, smart girl that she was, she said. Uh, so and so is going to host, and I'm going to go, don't worry about it. She kind of sidestepped the mother's concern. And the mom took it another step further because this was part of her value system. Yes. And she said, What you're doing is mean. It's mean. It doesn't cost you anything to include Dina. Yes. She's been your friend forever. If so and so thinks she's annoying, maybe you could stand up for her. Or yes. Maybe you could take Dina aside and say, Hey, When you do X, Y, or Z, people are having a little bit of trouble with it. Yes. But just to exclude her is mean. So you're not going. If Dina's not going, honey, you are not going. What an effective
1: use of discipline there. Yeah, I thought it was great. And an effective use of discipline, it sounds like after this mother really tried to talk through... The situation with her daughter, with her daughter. You know, we, we, we talk about this is the second time we've talked about Halloween, uh-huh. right? And the kinds of, right? The kind of mean things. It's a dicey time
0: in our offices. It, it always is. October is a very rough month.
1: Uh, but this is, I, I really appreciate this story. It combines different. Things, Beth, right? Because it combines the what you want to teach your child about, how you treat other people, with then after we've worked on that, how do we use discipline as a teaching tool to kind of reinforce what we're
0: trying to show our kids as to what's important. Right. And, you know, she even said to her, like, you remember a few years ago when the kind of the same thing happened to you? Do you remember how because it well you felt? And yeah. and You don't feel horrible for 10 minutes. You feel horrible for quite a while. And, you know, know, very few kids are going to say in the moment, gee, you're right. I didn't think of it that way. Right. right. This is something that you're planting a seed and, you know, it's going to percolate over time. Yes. And that's kind of how our moral development happens over time. Yes,
1: it is. And that's a lot of what parenting is. And you are correct. Our our kids, our adolescents, never turn around in the moment and say to you, like, you are absolutely right. What a brilliant thing you had to say, Mom. I had never thought of that before, right? I don't know. My kids have never turned around and said that to me ever. But I can see over the years how the different things we've tried to teach them have kind of formed in in their minds and that they have... Taken those ideas and where they've had lessons and discipline, and it's begun to form who they are and how they think about things
0: as they've gotten older. Right. You know, a lot of parents do what I call the wink and the nod. Yeah. So they'll go, like, that's mean. Like, you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, what time do you want to have everybody over? And what kind of snack should I have? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I guess it's better than not to identify the behavior as mean, but it's not really effective as a means of teaching to just kind of move forward then because, you know, you want to have a nice afternoon for your daughter.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. You know, it's that, you know, the do what I say, not what I do, or whichever direction that goes, but it doesn't really work in either direction because – our kids pay attention not only to what we say, but they pay attention to what we do, right? And if we say something is not okay, but we allow it or we do it ourselves, the fact that we've said it becomes a much less effective
0: teaching tool. Absolutely. I would say in my experience, our kids do much more what we do. Absolutely, um, and, and one has to be careful. Absolutely.
1: And that's why I think it's important to choose what we discipline wisely. And I think it's important that discipline fits what has happened, right? Because if we're using it as a teaching tool, we want the discipline to make sense. We don't want it to be arbitrary. We want it Mm -hmm. to fit the crime, so to speak, right? And so it reminds me of something that happened to me in my childhood. Right, so I don't know. I was like ten or eleven, and there was this pair of boots I wanted desperately. the way we want things, you know when we are ten or eleven years old. Um, they must have been in Seventeen magazine, and I found something similar, and I wanted them desperately and my parents got them for me, probably for a birthday or a holiday, and I was thrilled and then. For reasons that I still could not explain to you right now, <laughs> I was sitting in class one day, and I like doodled on the side of the boot i I wrote the word "cat i don't I have no explanation. we were dog people right that's I, even really more for concerning. the most part, it's, <laughs> it's concerning on so many levels. I have no idea um I went home. my parents saw it. they were furious at me, right but and I, I think about this, and it it's informed my own parenting. I have to say, as angry as they were, they really handled it beautifully. And so my consequence was that I had to do chores in the house to earn money to equal the cost of the boots because their lesson was – this was this was was the value of money, the value of possession, the how we treat things, and the respect aspect, and mm-hmm. that was important to them. They were very hard work- They were hardworking. They are hardworking people, and so that this was something of value they wanted to teach me, and I, I, and the con- consequence really did that, right? Because I mean, this is like decades later, and it's a lesson I still remember, remember, and it's a premise. I try to teach my parents. What are you teaching them with the consequence, but also does the consequence you're
0: giving them, is it meaningful to what the behavior has been? Right. I like to use the word predictable. Ah. Right. So if you're taking your kids out and, you know, for dinner and one of them is behaving like an absolute monster, I would say, okay, the consequence for that is that you're going to bed early. Right. Because You're behaving like an overtired child. Yes. So you're going to go to bed a half an hour early. Yep. Because you need more sleep. Otherwise, I don't think you'd behave that way. That's right. And it's a consequence that's predictable and, as you said, logical. Yes. Yes. Predictable and logical and also simple
1: and straightforward. Mm -hmm. Right? You do not need to throw the kitchen sink. This cost X amount of money. Do these chores. You're behaving in a tired and disrespectful way. You need to go to bed earlier. You came home late today. You need to come home earlier tomorrow. Simple and straightforward is often a better teaching. A Let's tool. talk about Absolutely. takeaways, right? Things, concrete advice we can take with us.
0: Absolutely.
1: I am thinking, Make sure your child can do the action that you are disciplining, right? The theme today has been discipline is a teaching tool. So before we can use it as a teaching tool, we need to make sure that what we are asking our child or adolescent to do, the action, the rule they're following
0: is something they are actually capable of doing. That sounds good. Another takeaway is the way that we discipline matters. Yeah. When you yell, your kids can't hear you. Yes. They can't take in what you're saying. Yes. Sometimes it hurts yes. their feelings and makes them sad. Sometimes it makes them angry. Sometimes it makes them anxious. Mm-hmm. But they can't hear and process what you're saying. So discipline in a firm, clear, and respectful way. Yes. And along those same lines...
1: One of the rules of discipline for me is less is more. Discipline should be simple, straightforward, and it should match what the behavior you are disciplining is, right? If they have come home late, they need to come home early the next day. If they're misbehaving in a restaurant, they go to bed earlier. If something, if property has been damaged, then they make amends or do something to cover the cost of that property, right? It does not need, discipline does not need to be severe. It needs to be
0: simple, straightforward, and fit what has happened. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I know this is a takeaway section, mm-hmm. but I can't believe that I forgot to mention one technique. So yes. I'm going to put that in because I think it's an important oh, one. good. It's what I call a face-saving technique, and this is particularly useful with children where you're giving them a timeout or an earlier bedtime. Yes. So you can say to them, because getting kids to comply, right? Yes. Uh, Parents say to me all the time, well, my kid won't go to a timeout. Well, they will go to a timeout. (laughs) But one thing that helps is to say, okay, Jimmy, you have a 20-minute timeout. If you go right away, it's only 10 minutes. Yes. So you're giving them a way to save face, a way to preserve their self-esteem, a way to have kind of a win in a situation that feels like a loss. That's an excellent
1: point because discipline should not make our child or adolescent feel badly. Right? If it's a teaching tool, then it becomes part of what they're learning about themselves and their actions. And it's not meant to generate negative feelings. Right? So when you use something like that, it empowers them to follow the
0: consequence. It allows them to learn what you're trying to teach them. Right. You know, I think some things, particularly with teenagers, like, okay, you're not going to that party tomorrow night because. you know, you blew off school yesterday, Um, that might generate some negative feelings and so be it. Yes. But I think we're talking about self-esteem. Yes, yes. Feelings about themselves, right? Not necessarily feelings
1: about their behavior. And look, they may be getting very angry at us for consequences. And that teaching, like we said earlier, may happen over time and
0: not immediately, but we never want them to feel badly about themselves. Nor do we want them, nor do we want to interpret their anger at us that we're doing something wrong. Correct. Because they're not going to say, wow, thanks for that consequence. That really makes sense to me. They're going to like throw a fit and it's not fair and I'm ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. Yes. But we know that we set a consequence that was fair and reasonable and predictable. And we are using
1: discipline as a teaching tool, right? And that's its job. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to hear any thoughts or questions that you have. You can reach us at being a person is hard podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening.